Real Goddess Discovering Your Divine Destiny by Cherie Sandal, Episode 1 The End. Real Goddess is the most important thing you can know about in your life. And because I believe it so strongly, my goal is to awaken one million potential goddesses to their divine destiny. A wise man said that in this current day and age, women will be seen as different and distinct in the happiest of ways, and that a large gathering is destined to occur in our society, dividing the wicked from the good. And I'm here to rope you in, sister. So why am I starting this podcast? Well, let me tell you about a book I read, and I'm not even going to tell you the name of the book, because I don't want you to be as confused as I was. So this book was about being a goddess. And as I listened to it in the audiobook form, at first I was like, yeah, this is really cool. I really resonate with this. Oh yes, I understand what this author is saying. And then she started to get confusing. And she started to use some examples in life that were breaking God's commandments that she said were ways of creating her goddess. And I thought, oh, now wait, something's wrong with that. If having an affair outside of your marriage made you closer to God and made you feel like you were more of a goddess. And then she would refer to a goddess as being somebody who would do things for us. And then she would say, you are a goddess. And I thought, well, you know what? I aspire to be a goddess, but I'm not there yet. So I was confused. So then I thought, well, what would I write? If I were to write this book, what kind of approach would I take with this book? So I started writing a book and I had so much fun writing this book. And it was such an inspiration to feel what I felt was divine download of what was truth. So I would like to share that book with you. This free book that I've written or recorded called Real Goddess can be found in audiobook format at yourchangeofheart.com. If you will give me your email address, you can have access to the audiobook of Real Goddess, or I will send you a PDF version to your email. So that you can hear the take that I had on being a goddess. And I would like to tell you about two friends that really made me understand what the goddess really is. And I'll tell you a little bit about these friends later. Because I want to tell you the main focuses of this podcast. First of all, my main focus will be self-development, especially after a perfection mindset and resultant burnout. So you're probably going to be somewhat approaching or in a midlife situation. Not necessarily always, but that's where I have found myself to be. And so you may be able to relate to me there. Second of all, my main focus would also be marriage and family relationships because they are huge and it has everything to do with the goddess. And I love the topic of forever families. Forever Families speaks peace to my heart and feels like my main purpose, like my fulfillment in life is to push Forever Families and a strong marriage. 
Third, a focus would be intuitive health. I think that in a medical society, we get so wrapped up in the doctor and in, right now we're in the COVID-19 pandemic, and there's so much confusion and so many places I think people don't understand their bodies. So I'd like to talk about that and just ways that we can be healthy. Some of the ways that I have tried that haven't worked, some ways that I have tried that work really well, that may be helpful to you. I love the topic of health, but I know it's not everything. So that's why I have a few focuses here or foci, whatever you call it. And then I would say that all of these topics are intermixed with true religion. And I'm sure bits of random singing. These are a few of my favorite things. So let me ask you this question first of all. What is your perfect world? Have you thought about this? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? Did I get all the senses? What does it do for your heart? What are your thoughts? And I'm going to tell you just a little bit of mine. I'm standing on a high mountain peak nestled among other towering mountain peaks. Everything about the moment is perfect. The sun is warm at its perfect pitch. The breeze just enough to cool off the skin. Hunger is nowhere to even think about. Flowers, pines, and freshness emit their lustrous combined scent. Icy cotton ball clouds and a piercing blue sky. I look down to see wildflowers every color of the rainbow in full beckoning bloom. As I do so, I realize I'm wearing a white, pale blue gown, the likes of Galadriel on Lord of the Rings. My hair is long, blonde, braided, and comforting, taking up its perfect space. In a word, I feel enchanting. I look further down and off to the left side, where I notice a high alpine lake, pristine and framed attractively by the firs surrounding it. No surprise, there's my husband sitting on the perfect rock, fishing pole in hand, equally enjoying the lure of this beaming afternoon. Would he look up and smile at me? No. He's content exactly where he is and where I am, and there's no unbalanced wanting or expectation. Just, well, perfection. So again, I ask, how would you frame your perfect world? No stops. Anything you could have. What is it that you want? And when those little doubts creep in, well, you can't really have this. No, no, that doesn't belong. Everything that you could want is in this world. We'll call this picture the end. Though it doesn't have to come at the end of your life. But this is your hoped-for result and the reason for all you do. This is your why. So now the next question is, what does goddess mean to you? Do you think of the Greek goddesses? Is it something mystical and elusive? 
or something selective and exclusive that only this minority can possibly qualify? A next question, what fears come up for you about claiming such a fantastic title? The goddess, what does that bring up for you? So I'm going to talk about the two friends that I referred to a little bit earlier, and this is going to set up potential goddesshood. On my journey for the potential goddess, I have looked for those who might be in my table of influence. And a table of influence is those who, if you had this big old round table, I think of like the knights of the round table, and I'm at the head of this table, and there's people, there's a dozen people surrounding this table, and all of them have a magnificent effect on me. They are very influential. They're motivators. They're the ones who I look to, to decide what to do next and what I want to be. And I go around and I think even Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc is just a cool girl. I can't even call her a lady. She barely even made it to age 19. Or my grandma, though she's dead. She's up in that fantastic city paved with gold. But I still believe she's around. And I think she influences me too. Or I think about a lady in my neighborhood who I just think so highly about. Well, there's two people who also have made it to my table. And they're actually somewhat opposite. The first one is Colette. Colette, to me, was like, she was practically already a goddess. And she was so cool. She is so cool. She's still alive. But I'm going to say was because it was kind of in an older relationship. This friend of mine, Colette, moved into the neighborhood and she was just bright and sunshiny and happy and so positive. And I just thought if everyone could be like Colette, this world would be awesome. And as she was getting ready to move into the neighborhood, she was having a house built. And she would share with me some of the things about this process, which is never really a super fun process to build a house. Though, of course, the end result is exciting. But this is what she said to me about all the workers on the crew. She said, I love every single one of those workers on the crew that is building my house as if they were my own brother and sister. I just love them so much. Now, right there, she was already at the head of my table of influence because, I don't know, construction workers don't often have the very best reputation. So to have her able to love a group like that, like her own brother and sister, wow, I was very impressed. On another occasion, I had come to her house that was newly completed And I knocked on the door and she opened the door with a flourish and she had red satin pajamas on from the top to her tiptoes. She was all shiny and satiny in this red and she greeted me in the middle of the day as if it was perfectly normal that she had her shiny red satin pajamas on. And I said, "Uh, is this a bad time? And she's like, no, this is the perfect time. Come in. And she welcomed me in. And her house was full of sunshine. And she had an easel. When you first walk in, there was this easel that had pictures of her children just sitting on it. As if it was like an invitation to something. 
It was an invitation to her beautiful children. I thought, wow, who puts up an easel of their children as if this is like a special event? Colette continued to impress me again and again. I also remember her saying that when she first moved into her house, her beautiful new house that had been built by this group of women and men who she considered like her brothers and sisters to be finished to her exact specifications and to her extreme happiness to have it all finished, there's still that place of newness and change where as soon as she was able to move into that house, she still had that moment of what have I done? What am I going to do? I don't know anybody. I feel so awful. And she talks about having that sliding down the door moment where your back is against the door and you're crying as you scrunch down onto the floor. And I thought, no way. Colette could never have had that opportunity. Not with the way that I know her. She's not the kind of a person to be so sad that she scrunches all the way down the door to the floor. But she was. Colette was real. Now, of course, she got over that and she was able to rise above and be this happy person again. But she did have those moments. I also found out that her dad had really wanted her to be a boy. So he had treated her a lot like a boy growing up. And when she finally got married, that dad took her husband almost away from her and they would go fishing and they would go to sports games together and she would hardly even see her husband whenever her dad was around because her husband kind of became her dad's son. So she never could quite live up to what her dad wanted. Yet here was Colette at the head of my table. Awesome, Colette. All right, now let me tell you about the second lady on the other side of my table. My other friend's name is Laura, and Laura was very shy in front of groups. And she didn't have a very impressive countenance, but she was very personable one-on-one. -on -one. After witnessing her being invited to the front of an event that ended up rather awkward for her, she sat at the same table as me for the dinner, and she began a conversation with me about gardening. At first, I tried to keep it brief, but then she started talking about her struggling children, and I had to be a little more invested. Then she started helping me with my struggling children. We talked more about landscaping and our fruit trees, and a fast friendship was born. I often see her now, and we can talk for a good hour. I really respect Laura, especially her acceptance and love of those that she can engage with one-on-one. -on -one. So she's different than Colette. So I've discovered something about the goddess. Basically, all of us are weird. Okay? We are all weird. We all have our idiosyncrasies. We all have our personalities. We all have our background and our experience and our education. And just the way we are made up. The way that God made us. Which means we are all regular. So if you're all weird, that means you're all regular which means we each definitely have a chance at the goddess. So, of course, I'm going to talk much more about the goddess and what kind of woman this is. Because she is you, eventually. So this is the place where I finish off my speaking today by saying, The end. Or is it the start? I'll be posting a new podcast every week. 
and I'd like you to help me build my goal to awaken one million potential goddesses to their divine destiny. And remember to get my free book, Real Goddess, at yourchangeofheart.com.